Mandalorians are stronger together. But a misguided zealot possesses the blade. One, I might add, who has not one drop of Mandalorian blood in his veins. Din Djarin took the creed and chose to walk the way, just as our ancestors did. He is every bit the Mandalorian that they were. Certainly as much as any of us. But according to our ways, the ruler of Mandalore must possess the dark saber. Then she shall have it. This belongs to you. It's not a gift to be given, no matter how well intended. It's not a gift. While exploring Mandalore, I was captured, and this blade was taken from me. Bo-Katan rescued me and slayed my captor. She defeated the enemy that defeated me. Would this blade then not belong to her? Would it not belong to her? It would. Turn this blade to its rightful owner. Mandalorian Man, starring Din Djarin, Grogu, Bo-Katan Kreez, featuring Lizzo, Jack Black, Sasha Bay, I, I mean Mercedes Monet, I, I mean Mercedes Vardano. Christopher Lloyd. Musical guest, Color Me Bad. And your host, Geek Mentality Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, Geek Mentality Mike. Oh, thank you, thank you. Gosh, gosh and golly, thank you so, so much. It's good to be back here. Happy Wednesday, everybody. And we're ready to get into a new episode of The Mandalorian Man, where we are here today talking Chapter 22 of The Mandalorian, Guns for Hire. Whenever I heard the first, my first thought was, 
I don't know the lyrics, but remember in Stand By Me when they're all kind of singing the song? I'm probably, it probably has nothing to do with anything Guns for Hire, but that's the first thing that popped in my head. And um, the second thing that popped in my head is I was I was just terribly, terribly spoiled with the uh, guest stars of today's episode. I saw a certain name trending on Twitter, and um, with this man's advanced age, I was a little nervous. So I clicked on the uh, the the trend, and well, I saw that no, 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 this man is quite fine. And in this most recent episode of The Mandalorian. And all I can say is great sculpt. Now, for those of you who don't listen to my other podcast, Geek Mentality, I just spent an entire month of March with uh, this actor in a thing I called Marchie McFly. And um, on the 31st was the last time I thought I would see him for a little while. Turns out it was only, what, five days since I, I see him in something new. And I have to say, I was terribly excited and terribly pleased. Actually, I was happy with all of the guest stars in uh, today's episode, uh, but without giving anything away, even though you've already watched it, why don't we jump right into chapter 22, Guns for Hire. Believe me, I don't know why I did that voice either. Um, no notes. We are note-free here on The Mandalorian. I, I have taken notes in the past, and I find that it, it actually takes away from my viewing experience because I'm stopping going, I should write that down. Ooh, I should write that down. Ooh, I should write that down. So notes be damned. I go, I go mostly on memory, but what I also do is I have the episode paused in front of me, and I just kind of scrub through the beginning little scenes at the bottom. You, get, you know, like on, I like that Disney Plus does this on computers. You can put your mouse over the little scrub bar and it brings you to, it shows a little thumbnail of what you're looking at, which is ideal. Not every um, streaming service does that. And I applaud you, Disney Plus. Look, I'm actually clapping uh, that you do that because that is a big help for podcasting nerds such as myself. I just literally just pointed, pushed my glasses up my nose a little bit. So this episode starts with some fish people. I don't know. They look like squid heads and... Um, I assume, like, their their ship also looked like a squid head. So when I saw, I think I saw a, um, like, a, something online with this squid lady. And I was like, oh, they're in this episode. Or what, I forget, I forget if it was in the previous one. I don't know where I saw it. But I saw something with the squid head. Maybe I even bumped the, um, the, uh, the scrub bar before I started the episode. But, um, like, their ship also looks like a squid head. So it's like a squid head ship with squid head people in them. Um, and I, I think, right, isn't that a squid? And then the other, so there's fish heads, but they're almost like crabs. The, the, um, the, what are they, the Mon Calamari? But Calamari is octopus, right? The actual food. Squid is squid. So these are, what, what the whole beginning is, it's almost like a Romeo and Juliet thing. It is a is an octopus man and a squid lady, and they're in love. And um, apparently, it's forbidden 
amongst their families. So they a imperial ship shows up uh, while these these squid ladies hanging out. She's got her own little fish tank. They put a fish in. It's a space fish, but it looks very very uh, earth earthly, and uh, she eats it. And then, oh, there's an Imperial ship here. Uh-oh, we have nothing to do with the Empire. They're like, yo, we're not the Empire. We're Mandalorians. And then we see all our Mandalorians that um, that we recognize. Well, by that I mean this dude and Sasha Banks, also known as Mercedes Monet, also known as Mercedes Vardano. Also, for me, first known as Mercedes KV when I saw her wrestling at the Polish Veterans American Club with my cousin Joseph in Lowell, Massachusetts. Um, I've talked about it a million times, seen her wrestle a couple of times um, for this local, local promotion, saw her on the day that it was announced. We were at the show when it was announced that she was going to the WWE. Uh, if you don't know, she's a wrestler. She's actually a big deal in the wrestling world, uh, but she plays almost no part in this episode. Uh, she's in it. She's in it. She's there. She says a line, but then she just kind of reacts. That's it. She doesn't pl- do much in the episode, but it's still cool to see. She, is, she was a WWE wrestler, then she left WWE. She was Sasha Banks over there. Now she calls her, she uses her first name, Mercedes, but she's Mercedes Monet. Not money, Monet. Uh, and she wrestles, well, she wrestled in Japan, which if you don't know, is a big deal um, in the wrestling world. I don't follow any Japanese wrestling, but I know it's a big deal. Uh, it was a dream of hers to wrestle in Japan. I don't know what she's doing now. She walked out on the WWE because of, storylines and i know i'm spending way too much time on her but i'm just explaining why for some people who don't know seeing her in this episode people be like oh my goodness there she is uh when i was expecting her to show up sooner or later but to me if i'm going to talk about the people i said oh my gosh they're in this episode she's not one of them because she's in she's already in the world of star wars so seeing her again cool um she has one line so they're they're basically uh, they have an imperial ship that they that they use for their own, as their own, and their mercenaries, um, guns for hire, sent to get this guy who's basically uh, left his family to follow love, get him and bring him home, and the the woman who's like the captain of the ship, she's like, you know what, it's not worth it, go home, fish face, and she's like, well, he's like, what? What are you talking about? So they go get him, bring him home, and um, I think he said something. She. They said something to her one line, uh, Mercedes Monet. I don't know her Mandalorian name. Um, they were like, I thought you were supposed to be peaceful or something, something like that. And she's like, oh, you know, whoever whoever's paying the most, basically. That's, that's the whole thing. So it's like a little stinger at the beginning where we see them. My first concern was this was yet again another episode where we barely get Mandalorian, our, our main dude, and Grogu. Um, and we're just following them around. Thankfully, they're basic, barely in this. They're at, the, they're at it here, and then they're in it at the end. So, but the reason we see them is because uh, Bo-Katan, who I didn't look. I have to be honest with you. They called her Bo-Katan Kreese. I was like, oh, Bo-Katan's her first name. I thought it was her full name. I'm, I'm sure they've said it many times. I wrote it down this time, not in my notes, but in when I when I um, did the. The credits at the beginning, I'll just say, because when I when I paid um, the, a certain announcer, Daryl Hammond, we'll just say that, or, or Don Pato, whoever I'm trying to do, I don't know. Uh, so I wrote down a certain amount of names. But Bo-Katan Kreese, now it's in my head. Now I should remember. I'm not saying I will, but I should remember. So she is 
you know, ready to go upon out on the galaxy to bring all the Mandalorian tribes together. It's almost like she's she's the lead. Uh, Din Djarin goes with her. Grogu, wherever Din goes, Grogu goes. So the three of them are going to this planet. I want to call it like Plaxoritis 15 or something. It Plaxius, I don't know. It begins with a P. Planet 15. They go to this planet because I forget why. I forget why they go to this planet. They know that they're there or they're, they were last seen there or she was able to track the ship there. I don't quite know how they knew to go there or they, they got a tip. I got to be honest. I watched the episode. I literally watched it and finished it two seconds before I hit record. Uh, like I haven't even recorded that intro yet. That intro you heard at the beginning, I haven't done it yet. I, I hope it comes out amazing, but uh, we shall find out in the future. I hope, fingers crossed. So I forget why they knew she knew to go there, but she knew to go there. Uh, and they're like, both um, Din's like, oh, look at that ship. That's really nice. She's like, yeah, cost me a pretty penny to get it because uh, she used to lead them. But they separated off when she wanted to, her focus was going back and ruling Mandalore. And they're like, dude, let's just, you know, let's just roam the galaxy and have some fun, 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 till the daddy takes our planet away. Uh, so um, they go to this planet and it's basically like the beginning makes me think it's like the Mandalorian goes to Epcot Center. Check out, uh, um, you know, Spaceship Earth. And check out the monorail. We have a wonderful monorail. So they go to this planet and they're like, welcome to the planet. It's in another independent or are they the independent or are they part? No, maybe they're not independent. They're in the mid rim. They're not in the outer rim. Gosh, you know, you'd think, you'd think I'd, I'd pay attention more, but I told you no notes. So it doesn't matter. They're, they get, um, Hail, they're like, welcome to this planet. Now we're going to take over because you're, you're here. And um, we are going to use our tractor beam to make sure you go to the right spot. It's like we make sure you land in the proper area. But it's, it's just telling you we're taking you where we want you to go. You don't see, it's not like a lot of ships coming or going. They're there by themselves for the most part. The planet's pretty beautiful, very futuristic, very clean, very bright. Um they're they're greeted by like evil versions of R of R two D two and C three PO. Even though he is not a three PO unit or whatever they're called, uh, a um, translator droid or some I don't know whatever whatever three PO is. This one isn't one of those that we see a couple of those. We see like a teal one, which was rad. I mean, I love the look of this one, uh, and we see a bunch of th of like R two units. But these were, you know, this was a humanoid along with a, you know, a, a, a trash can looking machine. And they're friends. They're together. But you could see they're all in black. And they're like, these are Imperial droids. What are Imperial droids doing here? And you think I remember. You think I would tell you. But I think, if I remember correctly, they, they took the Imperial droids um, and they use them. They've been recommissioned for them to be used. So... They're asked to go on this monorail. They get their little ID scanned. They're like, hey, well, you're, you're on the monorail now. We're going to take you to where, you know, you need to go. Oh, like, we need to talk to the Mandalorians. That's what they go. Everything's like, well, you can do that if you do this first. So we want to talk to the Mandalorians. Oh, well, actually, that needs to be approved. So we're going to bring you to the people who can approve them. So they bring them down to this area. It opens up, and there's a massive feast going on. So I'm thinking, okay, this is where we're going to see um, some of our our... Uh, cameos. Right away, I hear the voice of Jack Black, and he is 
like he's in, got this big ass beard, a big hair. I feel like I've seen a picture of him recently with that beard, and I wonder if he grew it for this or they just kept it with this. And I'm trying to see if there's a connection between Jack Black and John Favreau, and not one I am aware of. Um, but I always like seeing him. I wish I could see him more and stuff. Like he's always, he just always makes me smile. Uh, and he's kind of, he is not the leader of this. If I understand correctly, his wife is the leader and he married in, he's a former Imperial. Uh, so he's, you know, people don't quite trust him, but he's, he's seen the error of his ways and he's a good dude now. Now his wife, I'm looking at her, I'm going, I recognize this person. Why do I recognize this person? And I'm thinking, she, you know, is she an actress I recognize? And I'm, and she's talking, and I'm thinking, she seems like someone whose acting isn't her first thing. Like, she's acting, it's, it's, you know, she, not that she was bad, but it just felt like, who is this person? And then I thought, wait a second, is that the flute playing Lizzo? And I was, first of all, proud of myself that I'm, I'm hip enough to recognize Lizzo. I type in Lizzo. Immediately, the first thing that pops up is Lizzo Mandalorian. I'm like, yes, nailed it. Boom, I'm cool. So she's the wife. Jack Black's the husband. And it's like, okay, cool. We want you to talk to them. Why do you have the Mandalorians? Oh, because he was in the Empire, we're not allowed to have an army. But we are allowed to have these, these Imperial people. You know, We're allowed to hire these hired guns to, um, to keep us safe. But they're not allowed in the city because we're not allowed an army. Um, so you can go talk to them, but you need to help us with something first. So it's like, see, it's, it's, I kind of like these episodes where there is a little adventure and it's not a lot of, you know, overarching story. We know where we need to get to, but it's like the point of talking to getting to talk to your friends, you know, the, the original Mandalorians to try to see if you can get them to join that is the goal. So let's give you something you have to do in order to achieve that goal. And that's what this episode is. Um, oh, and also Grogu and Lizzo. And I don't remember any of their names. They will be Lizzo and Jack Black throughout the rest, remainder of this uh, production. Um, like most people who meet Grogu, uh, she loved him. And she's like, oh, I'd like to hold him. He's like, and, and Din's like, you know, I don't, I don't think he really wants to be held. And she holds up a little treat and Grogu jumps into her arms and doesn't leave her side for the rest of this episode. It's actually kind of funny. Um, so they, they go, listen, we need to tell you something. Okay. We're having some issues with our droids. I thought they were recommissioned. Well, they are, but some of them are, um, are, you know, having issues as far as their, their malfunctioning. So we need you to, um, to look into them. So could you please look into them? You need to go talk to our head of security. He can fill you in more. Oh, here's what it is. We, we have these, we can't, no one has weapons in here, but we have weapons. Yes, well, we could tell people that, hey, the, the, we, we support culture and Mandalorians, your armor and your weapons are part of your culture, right? Well, yes, they are. Okay, then, see? So now you're able to have them. So there you go. So you have weapons inside here, but no one else does. Uh, we need you to take out these um, these rogue droids, if you could. Go talk to our head of security. They go talk to the head of security, and there he is, great Scott, the great and wonderful Christopher Lloyd. Um, his name is Hellgate. 
I thought maybe that should have been a clue, but he is the head of security, and he's like, um, he he basically shows them uh, like security footage of all these droids uh, acting up, and she's they're like, why don't you just shut them all down? He's like, well, you can't. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, he didn't say it like that. He says you can't shut them all down because the people voted against that because we rely so much on the droids here that they need them and if i shut them all down you know it'll just bring it'll just take our planet into chaos so you have to go and just find these specific few droids they're like okay now um how can we talk who can we talk to about you know which which droids are specific oh well for that you have to go talk to the ugnots Ugnots, yes, the Ugnots. So then they go down an elevator. Now they're on to the next part. And it really just gives us a moment to, sh to remind everybody that um, Mando, uh, Din, was good friends with an Ugnot named Nick Nolte. It was named Creel or something like that. Uh, you know, I have spoken, which you hear at the end of every single one of these episodes. Um, they go downstairs. Bo-Katan's like, yo, we need to talk to you, you uh, Ugnots. They don't give her, they they put her on their, her, their pay no mind list. They don't pay attention to her at all. And uh, he's like, hey, listen, I am friends with the Ugnot Creel and you will help us. I have spoken. And they were like, well, damn boy. Okay. You know what you're talking about. So they, uh, they sit around the table with him and they're like, look, we don't mess around with our droids. Our droids do not make mistakes. They're not malfunctioning. He goes, well, they are malfunctioning. Well, it's not because they're, you know, created wrong. Like, these guys are very defensive. He says, but here's a list of droids that I've been giving you, giving issues. Okay, so then they go to the next thing. And now they're with our battle droids that that we haven't seen, like, since the, the prequels. Maybe they were like, hello, we're the droids. Like, they have personalities, um, but they all talk like this. I don't know why they have an accent too. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why they have. A <laughs> all of a sudden, I had an accent I wasn't expecting. But you know, they these droids are. Um, they're like, we aren't the problem. And they're like, all these droids have been, you know, are been. They were decommissioned and reprogrammed, so they're no issues. So Din Jaren's like, oh yeah, boom! He kicks one. He's like, what are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> and then he goes, um, well, if they're all if. If, if they're all, you know, decommissioned and there's no problem, then who cares if I'm kicking them? Because they're not going to care. They're just going to keep doing their task. But one of them's like, enough. And he, boom, he punches Mando. And then he's like, oh, no, I better get out of here. So this dude, this robot runs and, um, and we get a little chase. So they're chasing this robot throughout the area. And um, they're, gonna, they're going to downtown. And you know it's downtown because you get the... The, the neon purples and the blues and it's a cityscape and it's basically a, a police chase they finally catch him and uh Bo-Katan shoots him in the back over a matter of 80 dollars shoots him in the back and uh he goes down and they're like well okay hey what's this there's a card on it it's like a little it's like a mystery kind of like one of those uh whodunit there's a there's a card on the uh the robot that leads you to a bar a friggin' robot bar like you'd see in Futurama. Um, is it called the Robot Arms? No, that's the apartment. So the uh, they go to a bar, and they're like, hey, we found this card on uh, one of these um, these uh, bad robots. No no offense, J.J. Abrams. 
and the robot there's like, hey man, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> he had a robot voice. I don't know if I'm doing it right. I was looking up to see if, or I looked to see if any names would pop up in the credits that were recognizable uh, as far as the robots. I didn't get to the end credits with the scrolling, so I don't know if any of them were there, but he's like, hey, we, I give out a lot of those cards. Why am I doing this friggin' voice? Um, I give out a lot of these cards. Uh, and he's like, you know, just because they had a card doesn't mean we had anything to do with it. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, uh, oh, he says, um, look, we, um, don't, we want to help. Like, why would you want to help? Uh, because, uh, we don't want to be replaced. All right. Like, it's almost like they, they value the humans because the humans created us and they could take us out. So we want to, we want to help them as much as you want to help them, and all the robots start applauding like, and they start going like bleep bleep bloop and clap, not clapping, but you know basically they're all going bleep, 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 like in the background, um, you know like yay we all support you. It's a bunch of R two D twos. That's where I think we saw the TLC three PO try to sneak out the back door. I wonder what his his what he was trying to hide, but he looked amazing. Um, so they were. And, you know, Mando, uh, Din hates droids. He's like, oh, you see what it's like to rely on droids? But seeing here, he's probably like, well, these droids are very nice and very helpful. So he's like, all right, the, the bartender droid's like, listen, this is what I can show you. Um, so this card was used by droids who drank this batch of, of, of droid juice. It basically, it was like Navatse or something like that. It's a thing where it is, it is no different drinks. Because you're, you're a goddamn robot. It is, they all drink the same thing, which is like a lubricant. They're drinking lube. And, um, and it's with also some vitamins that make you, that feel good, I guess you could say, something like that. And he goes, funny. All the, all the, um, all, did he say there, they all, this whole batch drank the same batch of Nabutsu or whatever the hell it's called. Like, interesting. So it's something inside them. So they go to the robot morgue. And they open up and we see the robot in there and they study some of this juice. Do they put the juice into another robot? Because all of a sudden this robot within the, in the place starts going cuckoo bananas and starts shooting at them. And uh, um, Din has to use the dark saber whoop, to cut this sucker in half. But what the, uh, the, the, the um, morgue technician, this woman, whatever you want to call it, the, the, the robot... Um, She's the robot coroner. She, um, she's like, huh? You know, she's looking in the in the microscope, like, huh? That's interesting. And they're like, well, what is it? Um, they're not. Um, this is they're they're nanobots in there, so they're tiny little robots inside this lubricant. She's like, hmm. Well, that's interesting. Well, what is it? It looks like oh, just a ridge. And like, no, no, no. It's writing. And so. They uh, they turn it over and they like zoom enhance and they can see the writing like very CSI like that's that is a um, like I don't know what a comms like a, almost like an ID like an ID yes so they go and look at the ID they go oh my goodness that ID belongs to Christopher Lloyd like what and um, they're like uh oh he's behind this so they go and visit Christopher Lloyd they're like listen listen Doc. You're coming with us. And, you know, it was like much better than when when he had to deal with the Libyans. Uh, he's like, no way, I'm not coming with you. 
all right. Well, first he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, okay, here's the deal. If you come one step closer, I'm going to press this button. He said the button originally would shut all the droids down. But what it really would do is turn off all their programming, all their reprogramming, and reset them back to the Imperial droids that I think would just kill everybody. So he's like, I'm not coming with you. Um, and his whole thing was, he is, she's like, you work for the Empire? She's like, I don't, he goes, I hate the Empire. I hate the Republic. I hate them all. And she's, he's a separatist. He goes, Hi, that's what you say. And he, he, he believes in the teachings of Count Dooku. And I was like, whoa, I was not expecting to hear Dooku said today. Um, but he's like, if you come one step closer, I will bring all these droids back. And then Bo's like, Bazoop, and shoots him with a little, little zapper. He goes, bzz, 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 and then he falls back on his, uh, on his, um, on his back, and he's like, oh, and he's out. And then Chester, the bartender, says, Joey, get him some wake-up juice. I'm sorry, I've just been reverting back to Back to the Future 3. I apologize, I apologize, too, especially to those of you who don't listen to Geek Mentality. For those of you who do, Jay, hi, how are you? Uh, and hello to your wife. Um, thank you, and you get the joke. Uh, so anyway, back to life, back to reality. So my dog is all of a sudden woke up, and she's right near me. So... They take uh, Christopher Lloyd back to Lizzo and Jack Black. And Lizzo and Jack Black are playing like, um, almost like a croquet meets, uh, meets, um, what the hell's that that game called where you throw the beanbag into the ball? Cornhole. It, it just looked like a, a, a yard game, but for, the, for space people. And uh, she throws a ball and Grogu's like, I will use the power of the force and boom, helps her score all these high points. So they're cheating together. She's like, Oh, she didn't know. And Grog was like, yeah, that's right, baby. Cause he obviously he really likes her. Uh, but Jack Black, sorry, they're married. So they bring Christopher Lloyd. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I don't like you. And it's because I think she, she hate, he hates the fact that Jack Black was an Imperial officer. Maybe I think that's what I got. That's where I understood it's her family. Cause she goes, you've served my family for generations uh but this is you know you've been a good loyal servant but and i and maybe someday you'll learn to live with him and maybe someday we can forgive you for your transgressions but for now we're sending you to the moon alice so he goes to live uh alone in exile on this moon i was like huh he just gets he gets to live just goes chill on a moon it doesn't seem that bad uh so we don't know where he goes but they're like okay now since you did this for us we will let you go see your Mandalorian friends and my friend Grogu uh, for just chilling with me. You are now a knight. So she takes out a giant sword. She dubs him a knight of the, you know, Republic of Separatist uh, Free Planets or whatever. So now he is a knight. So it's Sir Grogu going forward, ladies and gentlemen. Then we cut over to the final scene of our uh, episode, most of which, well, many, much of which you heard at the beginning of this episode she's like yo i'm back and uh he's like hey i'm the leader now she's like fight you for it and uh he's like really okay i accept and then bing bang boom they fight for it because he's uh, he's like you know i'm the leader now blah 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 uh because he's like i like your ship and i or I, I forget i like your fleet this seemed like there's a bunch of them now uh and anyway they my dog is like on my leg we're gonna finish this damn it um, we're going to finish this, okay, Hagen? All right? 
and then well, I'm gonna and then I'll take you out. But I gotta finish this. It's the Mandalorian. It's the Mandalorian. Okay, so she doesn't care. Um, so where was I? So they fight over um, over the uh, you know over the basically running the group, right? And um, she wins. She beats his ass pretty easily. It's a good little fight going on. And, you know, that's where you see uh, Sasha Banks. And, uh, again, she doesn't say a word. She just kind of reacts like, oh, I see. Are you going to jump up on top of me? Is that what's happening? I don't think you should. My dog is, like, leaning up, but I don't know if she's going to jump. Uh, so um, she wins, and she gets up, and she's like, listen, Mandalorians have been fighting each other for too long. We can't afford this. We should all join together. And he's like, she's like, you run with this dude who's like a, a zealot. He's not even really a Mandalorian. She goes, he he took the creed. He goes, he walks the way. He's a Mandalorian just as much as any any of us, maybe more of us. He's a Mandalorian, and um, he carries the dark saber and he doesn't even care about it. And Din's like this. He goes, I'll give it to her. He goes, oh, like it, the person who is our leader because she just won. We fall in, in our creed. The person who wields the leader, the dark saber, is the leader. So Din's like, well, she can have it. And they, you should, I should have saw this coming because in the previously on, they showed this scene that he talks about. They're like, no, no. She goes, no, you can't just give it to me. It's, it has to be one. He goes, well, have I got a story to tell you? I'm not giving it away. Here's what happened. When I was on Mandalore, I got captured and my saber was taken from me. She came in and beat that dude's ass. Um, chopped him in half. He should have said using the saber, and free and saved me. She defeated my defeater, something like that. She right? That's what she she defeated the person who defeated me. So doesn't this saber belong to her? And I don't know why I said it like that. That's how I talked to him about my dog. I whenever I talked to my about my dog to my wife, I said I'm gonna take her out, and she I love her. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, and she's like looking at me now going, mm. so if you hear a bark, that is not a, so that is not a special effect. That is not a sound effect. That is a tiny little beagle sitting right next to me. Uh, so anyway, he's like, so wouldn't that make the, uh, dark saber hers by right? And they're like, mm. and he, then he says it again. Wouldn't she, wouldn't that make her the, the, the owner? Like, isn't it hers? And they're like, yes, it would. And they all and when the, he says that, they all stand there like it's they don't begrudge. They all stand there like like we follow you now, Bo-Katan. Um, and he goes, okay, then this I'm returning this to its rightful owner. And she she goes takes out the light the dark saber, not the lightsaber, the dark saber. And she he's she's like, oh yeah. And boom, the episode ends. So. I enjoyed this episode a lot. I enjoyed the the little just kind of um, hard-boiled uh, mystery story, you know, going. I enjoyed the all the guest stars. Um, I, I got a kick out of all that. I love that they do that with like just little roles. They should they should stun cast all the little roles. I love it. I love seeing Tim Meadows last week. It's always fun. Um, and, but, but my one, my concern is not a concern, but I wonder, we only have two episodes left in this season. Where are we? It still feels like the season is kind of kicking off. Doesn't it feel that way? 
I mean, we're six episodes in and it's like, okay, now we're going to get them together. And I feel like the next episode, they're going to get together. The final episode, we're finally going to see um, uh, Moff Gideon come back. And then it's like, okay, see you next season. Um, that's at least how I feel it's going to be. But that being said, I still thoroughly enjoyed this episode. My, my only concern is that there's only two episodes left, which upsets me because there's, that means there's only two, two more times for me to talk to you about The Mandalorian. Uh, but it also means whatever they're getting at, they only have two episodes left to, uh, to stick the landing. But you know what? They kind of always do stick the landing, so I'm not concerned. Um, I just wonder. I'm just curious. And you can hear my dog crying, so that means it's time for me to go. Uh, but listen, my friends, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Geek Mentality, all one word. Uh, you can find the uh, website that I'm on at fansnotexperts.com. We have a Facebook page, Fans Not Experts. And uh, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. I shall see you next Wednesday. And until then, may the force be with you. I have spoken. Fans not experts.